0: Okay, so last time we were here, we uh, we had some shenanigans as everybody integrated themselves into the camp. Uh, Roxanne decided to spend some of her time trying to make a guitar that worked, and in the process of doing that, she made friends with Zulf, the one musician who is in the camp, and she got to be a band geek for a while. Like, for the first time in a year? Yeah. And, uh, Grant finally managed to, uh, not fuck up language spells super bad. (laughs) And uh, had a conversation with Avda, the Local doctor who discovered, you know, just by the nature of its existence, Grant's problem with his self. They escorted Grant over to Adel and were like, uh, hey, he's hyper fucked. This is awful. And Adel basically promised to out a chunk of his self and give it to Grant after his whole crusade was done. And Grant was like, hmm, I've kind of got that handled. Maybe just help me out with like the the repair portion rather than the materials component. It was like, fine, if you insist. And uh, Steiner had some job interviews, talked to the head of the camp's hunters, And it was determined that his frame and how he fights aren't a good match, because they're all a bunch of tiny ambush predators, and he is a big clanky robot. Mm -hmm. So instead, he's going to be going out to help out the gathering team. But before we got to that point, everybody... I had a pretty nice night around the campfire, Uh, a conversation with Adel, where Adel described their situation, what with there being two of them, where the one up in the sky is him in the past, who after fighting to the point of death and exhaustion will go back in time, and become the Adol that our trio is presently interacting with. And then the Adol down on the ground right now will go up and start fighting anew. And then there was an incident where some tasty beetle treats wandered into camp and were kind of a... Danger to everybody, so Adel handled that. Everybody got to have some tasty beetle treats with the fun surprise of a mythical, almost indestructible hyper spell catalyst in the center. And then the Roxanne decided, hey, I'm gonna demonstrate my cool pocket dimension trick by pulling out her hammer in the middle of camp. And that soured the mood for everybody. And so the Harrison siblings left to dodge the awkwardness, and Steiner, on his own for the first leg, got to have another meeting with Mesa before the two of them went off to go meet the Harrisons formally. Had a little bit of a conversation, got to know... A little bit more about Adel. a little bit more how this whole project came to be. They learned the name Brada, which is apparently the name of the third founder of this whole project. They and Meza were like the two not-hyper gods who were traveling with Adel in the beginning, That. Adel decided to get this whole thing started for. And Grant learned the name of a few artists, and then everybody went to bed. And I would say it's been a few sleeps since then, but I know that Steiner definitely in the immediate aftermath, but also Roxanne very soon after both wanted to have a one-on-one conversation with Adel. So I'm not going to jump that time quite yet.
1: Grant would also like to just bring up the fact that his knives are hyper-dangerous. Okay. You say hyper-dangerous. I think it's just kind of regular dangerous. I made... A demigod, an undead demigod, fear me from stabbing them a couple of times. I'd say they're hyper dangerous.
2: I'm saying it's relative here.
0: Either way. So who's who's going to go talk to the big man first?
2: You know, I feel like I should one, give it a little cooling off time and to let Roxanne apologize first or alternatively. I could go in and just kind of like act as a primer for that coat of paint. (laughs) It's up to you, my dude. And it's probably better that I just disclose the whole sword thing sooner rather than later. So yeah, I'll go uh, you know after a sleep, try to talk.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Adol is up and about quite often. They seem to sleep a lot less than everybody else here, despite the fact that they are recovering. I don't know. God metabolism. Who fucking knows with these people?
2: vitamins. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: they're up and about, you know, just walking around, talking to people who aren't asleep. It's, a, it's kind of a constant low buzz of activity with this one, so you've got all kinds of opportunities.
2: All right. So yeah, uh, I just kind of approach Adel. Um, hi, I, I could just have a moment to feel time.
0: Yes, Steiner, of course.
2: Um addressing the incident that happened yesterday um, I don't know if Amelia has come to talk to you yet
0: they have not no Well,
2: hmm. it won't be that long uh, they don't like to leave things like that open um Bobby for me to apologize for them but I think they just for a moment forgot exactly where they were
0: I understand that when you have the capacity to fight, it is demanded of you out there, and so you can become used to it. Yes. And then it becomes normalized, and you begin to think little of your capacity for violence.
2: Ah, isn't that the truth? Again, I'm not here to apologize for them, um, but in the interests of open, openness and honesty, I sh- have come to tell you that I can do a, a similar thing. I have a sword that I can pull out at will. Um, I just wanted to, you to know that.
0: Could you show me? Over here, I'm out of sight. Yes, of course. And Adel will lead you a little ways away so that, you know, just behind enough trees that no one's going to see you draw your weapon.
2: So, yeah, once we are out of sight of everybody else, I just, gosh, this all sounds like a euphemism. Uh, I pull out my sword. (laughs) (laughs) Hidden away from prying
0: eyes. So as you draw it, Adel is like, there's an intensity... their gaze you can tell that this isn't just like them watching you do this they are analyzing you they are learning what you are doing i you've done it before but could you describe to me again how you manifest your sword
2: as similar to um since i'm in an angel body it's pretty similar to roxanne's pocket dimension And I just kind of, like, reach whichever arm out into space and just clasp my hand around the hilt and the sword just is there. All right, Keyblade Master. (laughs) Well, the other one appeared out of my arm, but I don't, you know, I lost that one.
0: (laughs) So pops into being. It'll doesn't, like, flinch at all or anything. They're just, like, watching you.
2: I should note that I'm trying to be as
0: non-threatening as possible right now. Oh, yeah. I, I assume you don't, like, draw it while in the middle of a swing or, like, immediately get into a fighting stance or anything. Nope. You just whip it out for demonstration purposes (laughs) Um, (laughs)
2: Yeah. Uh, in fact as soon as I draw it I just I do that thing where I'm holding it out in both hands as if I'm presenting I am presenting it for inspection it is explicitly what they asked for
0: all right well they were they don't quite look like they want to take it but you're offering so they do in fact just take it we've never actually described how your sword looks
2: We've just well, said describe it's described as, yeah, big sword. Um, so I'm just thinking, big old claymore. Uh, um... Claymore's on the large side, but I think there's even a bigger one. Oh, zweihander, perfect. It's a zweihander then.
0: All right. All right. Is it just like, just like a very plain sword, or is there any like craftsmanship to it? Is the hilt ornate in any way? Are there any designs carved into the blade?
2: <sighs> it's pretty practical sword-wise, but I feel like the hilt uh, matches the style of, like, Signer's whole body right now, in that it's black with, like, gold uh, embellishments and, you know, a little bit of a red uh, glow in place, and, and there's a word that I can't remember. Highlights? Pommel? What part of the sword are you talking about? The little end bit that you pommel. um well, Pommel. Yeah.
4: Yes, so the does... pommel is the bit of the sword that is under the handle at the very end. Yes,
2: yeah, so there's a little bit of a red glow coming from the pommel. Very slight, not like bright blinding computer LED shit, but just in the manner is the same as it's appearing on Steiner's uh Mostly his arm, mostly his right arm. Okay.
0: So it'll we'll take it respectfully, and j- just like do a bunch of like the bullshit swordsman stuff, where they'll like you know test the balance of the blade by balancing it on their finger, and they'll like take Slice it by the soap, handle,
2: handkerchief and... in half in midair,
0: <laughs> all that good shit. Pick up a blade of grass off the ground and drop it on the blade see if it cuts itself on gravity all add...
3: that <laughs> I'm
0: exaggerating a little bit but okay. uh yeah, they'll look it over inspect it this is incredible craftsmanship who made this
2: to be honest with you I'm not entirely certain I presume whoever made this body also made the sword I <sighs>
3: see
0: well Another terrible loss, then. They hand the sword back to you. Thank you. Thank you for showing me. I have memorized now how it feels when you summon it. So, if an emergency should arise that you need to wield it in the camp, you need not fear my immediate reaction. But I would ask that you not ever summon it in the camp.
2: I had no intention of doing so. But uh, I will keep that in mind. Um, Actually, in that respect, I believe uh, Lindsay, my compatriot, will also be by at some point to fully divulge you of all of their um, defensive means, so we say. I see.
0: Then I will look
2: forward to it. I thank you very much for your time, and I'm I'm so sorry about the incident. Again, it's not my place to apologize for it, but regardless, I am sorry.
0: (sighs) These things happen. When I discuss it with Amelia, we will come to an understanding, I am certain. You need not fear your place here in this camp, North I just
2: wanted to uh, clear the air Make sure everything was square, so as, such as it is.
0: Then consider it
2: clear. I won't take any more of your time, and I wish you a good day. And you.
0: Alright, which of the Harrisons is next up to bat?
4: I'll take the case
0: Roxanne is on the case so Amelia how's this happen
4: um I think like rather than like trying to find Adol while they are you know perhaps wandering around at camp or whatever I just wait for a time when I believe that they will be at their tent and just approach them there, just like I'd probably like ask somebody if they know where Ada is or something and then, you know, when I find them, I just wait outside the tent and I say, uh <clears throat> hello, can I may I come in? Of course <sighs> Hello. I just wanted to, uh, uh... You probably already talked to Steiner, but I wanted to wait a little bit before I came over here. I thought it would be a little excessive if I just immediately found you after you left. thought I would give you some space before I uh, came over here to apologize.
0: Adel's very relaxed right now. You appear to have caught them in the middle of some snacking. They, like, lick the Pads of a few of their fingers, put down half dissected carcass of some c- kind of very large fay insect.
4: What is it with anal and eating bugs?
0: They're a good source of protein. There's also, you know, a lot of eating bugs in this camp. You've definitely eaten a lot of bugs unless you have specifically tried to avoid them because that's <laughs> a thing the hunters bring back a lot of.
4: That's a lot of bugs.
2: <laughs> if you've eaten crab, you've just eaten a real big bug. Yeah. If bugs were the size of crabs, I would eat them uh, pretty often. And they would also probably eat people pretty often. So thank God they're not.
4: I just <laughs> never leave my house.
0: Grasshoppers, the sides of snow crabs.
2: Oh, Grasshoppers would be mostly harmless and probably delicious.
0: <laughs> anyways, anyways. But yeah, they're, uh, like, they're, they have no, like, lingering hesitance or animosity about their bo- face or body language as you come in, say they, you know, lick the last of the bug juice off their finger. I'm glad that you have come to apologize
4: at all. Well, hmm. It's not just so much that I wanted to apologize for, you know, my indiscretions. Obviously, I do feel sorry about that. I don't in any way want to upset anyone else here. (sighs) It's easy to forget with how peaceful it is here that a lot of us have had to deal with some very trying times and it is not pleasant to be reminded of that especially when you think you are safe and so I do feel bad about doing that of course but I wanted to apologize because and I may be off the mark here I feel as though I ruined the moment for you by forcing you to be the one in charge. Um, Obviously you are, I don't want to make it sound like the most important, but you are the linchpin of this camp in a lot of ways. But you don't strike me as somebody who enjoys having to tell others what to do. So I wanted to apologize specifically for that as well.
0: They have a kind of
4: soft,
0: almost sad smile on their face as we are coming to the end of that. Nod a little bit. No. No, I do not enjoy having to exert any sort of authority here. It is what I am fighting against. I do not want to have to be that person, that force here. But, as you can tell, there are times when That must be the case. There are so many here that cannot defend themselves at all. And so... in a world like this can only exist safely in the shadow of... someone capable of great violence. I do not... begrudge you your mistake these things happen. I did it to you only a few sleeps ago. The same thing. I failed to consider how certain displays of power, of ability, of potential might disturb you, bring up things you had encountered previously, and I hurt you for it. So, I understand very well that it is a mistake that all of us are capable of making and all of us need to be better about.
4: Of course. I
0: I cannot say that I am sorry for how I reacted. I cannot say that I am Sorry for the threats, implicit though they were. My duty to the people here, to assuring them of a safe life, goes beyond any one individual. And I had I was, in truth, upset at myself for being taken by surprise. It is difficult to be shown holes in the wall that you have built so carefully. So I reacted more strongly than I needed to.
4: And I hope at least you will be understanding for that. I understand. I don't... I don't begrudge you... having to react that way. It's, um... (sighs) If I'm being honest, I also was... If I'm... I was upset because I had done something that is counter to who I wish to be as a person, and it upset others, and it upset you, so (sighs) hopefully we can just both, well, especially myself, (laughs) at the very least. But you talked about how we've both done this to each other in a way, so we can both just going forward be better. That's the purpose of life, right? To change and grow closer to whatever your ideal is in the most abstract sense. Well said.
0: So, in light of that, is there anything I should avoid around the three of you?
4: I think it's mostly just the the two uh, things. Your I, I don't know the word for it. your true form and the, <sighs> the speed at which you can be from. You can go from one place to another. Arbor. Yeah, can be upsetting. Hopefully. Things like that will just go away with time. But that's... I I wish I could tell you the story behind that, maybe someday. But that's just the two things that I know off the top of my head. I can't think of anything else. Other players, do you want to remind me of any... Do you want to tell me anything else that makes sense? I
1: can't think of anything.
4: I'm going to assume Ape doesn't... Oh. Mm,
2: nope. Uh, I think you're good.
3: Cool. Yeah.
4: Just, um... You know, I, I guess we just don't deal well with surprises sometimes.
0: And I will endeavor not to
4: give you any more. Thank you for being so considerate. Well, that's a load off then. I'm really glad that this didn't, uh, or doesn't seem to have irrevocably gotten in the way of us being maybe not friends, but at least Getting to know each other. No.
0: You would have to go considerably farther to build the anything lasting between us.
4: Right. Oh, anyway, I've taken up enough of your time, and I've. You know, Steiner
0: said the same thing what has convinced that I am going to assume that it is Lindsay as well what has convinced the three of you that you are such impositions on others hmm.
4: it's a long story that I'm not sure I could really explain to you right now Could I? Would it satisfy you at least if I promised to tell you one day? More than satisfy me.
0: We have all the time there will ever be.
4: You're right. But no, I, uh, as much as I do enjoy sitting around and talking, I did have some other things that I wanted to get done. I have—I've uh, got a, an instrument to uh, build. Maybe I can play it for you when it's done. Their
0: eyes twinkle a little bit at that. Look, kind of excited. I would love to hear it.
4: Fantastic. I do love an audience. Alright Goodbye I'll see you later, Adel
0: Kind of wave you out Go back to their bug (laughs) Enjoy your bug
2: (laughs) I mean, in in my case It's just over-politeness Okay, Adel doesn't know that
4: I mean, like, i do going explain, hey, I grew up in a completely different culture than this one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Lindsay, how about you? So, I
1: guess I'll find Adol when... I mean... I guess it wouldn't be too much longer after, um... after Roxanne. So he might still be eating bug by the
0: time I get to him. Eh, might be. Okay. If it's just, like, a couple minutes later, probably... You know what? You walk in, they have snapped off one of the little, like, feet of it. No, they snapped off one of the antennae. They are picking their teeth with it.
1: I mean, you're going to use every part of the bug, then might as well. (laughs) Um, I go, Hey, did anyone tell you that I wanted to speak with you?
0: Steiner had mentioned that you would likely be coming by.
1: Okay, um, so... I can't pull weapons out from basically anywhere, but I do want to bring up the fact that my knives, they are extremely dangerous and by extremely dangerous i mean they cut through literally anything like it isn't there
0: they, they get a look on their face like ah, that's so cute like you can tell that they don't mean to be condescending with their facial expression but damn do you feel just <laughs> like like you're a fucking eight year old who has said, "I have the Infinity Plus One Sword" to Definitely their mom. I
2: have the power of God and anime.
1: It's like I—I I mean, I—I I, I see their facial expression. I'm like, no, I'm—I'm I'm being serious. These things are made out of a special material that, basically, as far as I know, I have not met a, a single piece of material that has. Manage to meet any resistance to it.
2: And now you're gonna get asked who made them.
0: I know. So they hold out a hand, and the ex- their facial expression has not changed.
1: I will carefully hand them one of my knives.
0: They'll take it. They'll they'll do that thing where they like flick their thumb along the sharp along the blade of it to you know like feel the edge kind of nod look down the length of it put a hand on the flat and like close their eyes and concentrate oh would you look at that these are dangerous
1: yeah and the only reason I've been carrying them around camp is because I don't want one of the little ones to like grab it out of my tent and hurt themselves with it.
0: They're nodding along as you're talking, but they're still, like, looking at the knife. They're just kind of, like, you know, like, testing its balance, flipping it around in their hand a little bit. And then they very purposely just, like, cut the tip of their thumb off. Huh. Okay. Well... Just, like, take it and lop lop it off at the first joint. I'm going to assume that's going to grow back. Oh, I have suffered far worse than that. Okay. Are you going to eat that? <laughs> Dibs. In fact, and they, like, move it to their offhand, like, holding it by the blade and hold it out to you so you can take it by the handle. I will take it. And they just kind of like look around the ground. Oh. They find the tip of their thumb, reach down, pick it up, and like press it back on. You can feel. it just falls feel... back off. Oh, I assume that would work. <laughs> <laughs> you feel the thrum of the magic, and you hear this kind of like uh, a little bit gross slurping sound. And then they take their hand back off, and their thumb is fixed. Well made. Did you forage these? Found out a box of Cocoa Crunch.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um,
1: I go, Uh, no, they were made for me by a dear friend who's no longer with us.
0: Seems to be a common story between the three of you. Yeah. But, um... Do you mind if I ask... Before Steiner, how many of there were you? Before
1: everything went wrong, there were 20 of us. We were brought down to two, and then we found Steiner.
0: They look kind of taken aback. They tilt back a little bit, their eyebrows raise. That is a lot to lose.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I didn't like all of them, but... I do miss all of them.
3: Hmm.
0: I have little to give you beyond condolences I know that those who are lost can never truly be replaced but I hope you can find a new family here if
2: nothing else
1: thank you There's, um, there's something else I should mention. Your spellcasting
0: capabilities. Ah, okay. I had noticed when you first entered.
1: Um, I'm not a fantastic spellcaster, but I do know some spellcasting purposefully for self-defense. Um... I will never cast that sort of stuff in the camp, but I just thought in the interest of transparency, reach out, you know.
0: put a hand on your shoulder, and kind of like give you a like a brotherly shake. You are more dangerous with your spell casting here than most. Who convinced you of your ineptitude?
1: I mean, I guess mostly myself. Mm. I a couple of the people that we lost, they were much better at it than I was. So, um, I guess I convinced myself I wasn't... There wasn't bad, but
0: I also wasn't great either. You weren't great enough to survive.
1: Yeah, I guess there's that.
0: You are great enough to get here when so many could not. Thank you again.
1: some that's um, something to think about. Um, I just I just thought you should know that, like I said, I'll never cast it in camp, but It's still something I thought I should
0: be transparent about. And I appreciate it. And I would strongly urge you to hold yourself to not utilizing it here. I have acclimated myself to the other two, them drawing their weapons. I do not know if I can promise to not react extremely poorly to you in particular. I have reflexes I have trained myself into, and they would apply most powerfully to your capabilities.
1: Trust me. If I never had to cast like that again, it would probably make me the happiest person in
0: the world. Well, so long as you live in my shadow, so long as you stand where I can see you, never will. There is no need to apply that kind of force while I am
3: here. Thank you.
0: So, it's been about Ten sleeps since then. has has been a whole heck of a lot to do. Roxanne, you've just been chipping away at your guitar, getting to know people, learning more shit from Malpha. Steiner, the gathering team, has been taking its time recovering. Seems to just be how it works with them.
2: Imagine I'm also trying to spend time with Meza. Meza.
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, Grant, I don't actually know what the fuck all you get up to. I guess learning more medicine from Avda. Yes, that and if the opportunity presents itself being
1: able to, like, paint but I don't think that's realistic
0: with how Uh things are here. You're, uh, You're gonna go meet the artists in a bit. Okay. Of course you're gonna have to deal with the fact that Mesa said that they would introduce you and they have definitely forgotten your existence by this point hmm right
1: I forgot I forgot that Mesa isn't powerful enough to just remember
0: Brant yeah no uh, it's just Adol and nope. I don't know maybe that's a thing you can talk to Adel about maybe learn why they're able to do that yeah, maybe. Maybe. If you ever care to
2: find out. I do, actually. But, uh... he's been
0: wearing
3: you
2: know, weighted clothing this entire time. You <laughs> know why? To several tons.
4: What? I just thought of a thing that Roxanne would definitely be doing. Keeping a journal. That's pretty
0: valid. Well, uh... Definitely gonna circle back to that at some point, especially what with the other journal keeper that's in camp.
4: Oh, yeah! Hope I get to see them again.
0: Oh, well, they're around. You can seek them out whenever you want. But for the time being, Steiner, yep. right around 10 sleeps later. Kudo comes and finds you and asks if you need any preparation time or any extra rest time or anything, because they are going to head out on a small excursion.
2: No, I'll be ready as soon as you are.
0: Wonderful. We're getting everybody together. Walking around camp, asking for any last-minute additions to our list. We're not going to go out for too much. It hasn't been too long since we were out, but there were enough people who wanted enough extra things. We figured we'd make an extra trip.
2: Um, I will. Is there somewhere you're meeting up, or shall I just wait here?
0: Uh, we can come get you if you'd like. We typically meet. Oh, good, they're mostly there. You see that group of four right over there?
2: Yes. Uh, Yes, that's us. All right, so I will just wait over there with them.
0: They, uh, kudo nods, and they head back out into camp, again, asking if anybody needs anything. Lindsay, Amelia, you both... Are asked by this random drow. Hey, do you want anything while we're out going to the store? You want anything? <laughs> um,
1: I can't think of anything that Brand would want.
4: Um, I asked for I asked for like any particularly like large-ish, not like too large to carry but like large strong leaves so I can make fiber so I can make some like steel fiber out of them and any wood that seems pliable without being too brittle they nod you
0: can see you know some gears turning in their head like they're identifying things with those properties mentally Adding
4: that to the tally. It's nothing terribly important, but if you find if you have the space and you find it, I would appreciate it. We should absolutely have the space.
0: Fantastic. They'll head off and Steiner, there's just been you know, this little pack of four elves just kinda hanging out, making small talk. I don't have names for any of them, but you, know, you get to know everybody. All right. And, uh... Kudo comes up to your little pack of five with one other in tow, and uh, specifically brings this one other over to you, and it introduces you. Steiner, this is Balde, I had said you would be shadowing them on this first run out.
2: A pleasure to meet you.
0: Balde smiles up at you. They're a dark-skinned, short, brown-haired elf. They're a, they got some like tight-fitting cloth clothes. They got a bunch of scars over there. A relatively pretty muscular frame. Their left ear looks kind of messed up. Like it's got some bites taken out of it. But, uh, mm. otherwise, you know, they look, uh, look pretty fit, and in pretty good spirits all told. <sighs> so, um, it's good to meet you, and just try not to fall too far behind on this first one. You don't gotta worry about getting in anything difficult up there.
2: I will mean, do my best.
0: And the seven of you leave the camp. Steiner, how do you feel about leaving the camp for the first time in... a bit?
2: I am on guard, but I imagine that's what I should be doing anyway.
3: Yeah,
0: I don't want to say that everybody has, like, a relaxed nature to them, but it's very much like, uh, we've been out here dozens of times, And while we know we are not safe, we are comfortable, at least, kind of
2: air to them. I get what you mean. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I am picking up what you are putting down. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: There's a lot of, um, you know, you shadow Balde, and they lead you around. The, The group splits up, it's just like in half. And you are kind of the, the extra hanger-on. This split-up doesn't last very long. It's just, you know, one group goes left, one group goes right. And, you know, there's some gathering of a couple of specific rocks, which you are briefed on the properties of. Like, these ones are really good for starting fires. And you can identify that like, oh, that's very similar to Flint. These ones are, like, really tough, so they're good for grinding food into paste for people who need things to be in paste form. Um, And, you know, you're you're taught, like, some identifying, like, certain weeds, certain mushrooms, uh, some fruits, there's some uh, bark carving that happens and like this is really good if we like boil it till it's soft and press it we can make bandages and wraps out of it you're you're given like a rundown on like if someone asks for this kind of thing you want to look for this if someone asks for that kind of thing you want to look for that and then the group gathers back up in full as you like start getting even farther away from camp this first phase when you were all split up. Everybody was like more relaxed because you were in the immediate vicinity where everything is like super familiar. But now that you're actually getting like hours walk away from camp, things are, you know, you can tell everybody is getting progressively more and more vigilant and on edge as you go out. And it's at this point, you know, there's some, like, tree climbing, there's some digging, there's some rock breaking. And, uh, it's just tell me, scientist man, how you doing with all of this?
2: A part of me wants to just, like, get down in there and just, like, start examining all of this brand new stuff that I probably haven't seen before. But also, I do have a job to do, and that is protecting these people, so that is what I'm going to stick to.
0: All right. And everybody, including you, has a pretty big backpack on where things are getting piled into pretty haphazardly. You are being given... not all of the heavy stuff, because they don't want to load your pack up to the point of breaking, but you are definitely getting foisted with some of the
2: denser materials to, like, hold on to. Fair enough. I want a dense material.
0: There, uh... There's a point where you come to an especially tall tree. The leaves are this weird kind of, like, vibrant indigo leaves. They're, like really long and wide and uh, there's a kind of like silent conversation that rolls between the group and then a bunch of people you know everybody kind of like spreads out with their backs to the trees and kind of like takes a vigilant stance And Balde, like, turns to you, regards the tree, and says, All right, now, we got specially asked to uh, bring in some leaves whose fibers can be rendered into uh, very strong cords. Uh, These leaves are really good for that. And... It's not exactly safe to climb these kinds of trees, so we're going to have to bring them down, and that's going to get a lot
4: of attention. So, on your guard. Ah, got it. I can't Steiner just use his detachable arm to pull the leaves down? Probably doesn't have the leverage. Every time I say detachable arm, it takes all of my strength not to call it Because there's (laughs) with detachable penis.
2: (laughs) Same, actually.
0: (laughs) So there's, uh, a couple of seconds of quiet. And then Steiner behind you, you can feel just a, a thrum of a very simple and not very strong magic spell. And It like in your sense kind of crawls up your spine so you can tell that it's moving up the length of the tree and after a moment you can hear the tree like shudder and crack a little and then the leaves start raining down around you they're not heavy they're not dropping like stones it is very much just like Somebody shook a tree, and the leaves are all just kind of spinning through the air down around you, which are caught in this kind of cloud of indigo stripes in the air. And now everybody is hyper on guard.
2: super hyper on guard. Alright. Do you want me to roll? Would you like to roll? I mean if I'm keeping an eye out, this does seem like a bad situation that I should read. Go ahead. Whoops. Whiffed it bad. That's snake eyes. That is a snake eyes. Uh, Actually, I'm going to use a lock. Alright,
0: pretty sure you've still got that move advanced, so you can ask me three questions and they can be anything reasonable. Keep in mind you should temper your question asking with, you know... Your high degree of unfamiliarity With the environment I was
2: going to say I'm Half paying attention to the forest But I'm also paying a lot of attention To just the other My team members here Because I figure as you said They're more familiar with this Than I am So I'm reading the forest But I'm also reading their expressions Okay So in that, in that sense, uh, my first question is, can I tell if anyone else has spotted something? I mean, I imagine they would alert actually. So like immediately, if they spotted something,
0: nobody's reacted to anything quite yet. Everybody's got their heads on a swivel. Everybody's like, you know, a a couple of them have their hands cupped behind their ears, trying to hear things a little bit better.
2: Okay. Um, so here's my logic here. I imagine that I being that like mana is more or less my blood, not literally, but more or less can pick up and uh, pick you know, and I have mystic focus, my my literally, my literally, body is literally a conduit for magic. I imagine I can sense magic. I don't know if maybe, if that, I don't know these people's capabilities of that, but maybe I can pick up on magic a little bit more than them. So my second question is, can I pick up like any strong magic heading towards us? That's a real good fucking question.
0: And, uh... Actually, yeah. Given the fact that you feel it before anybody reacts to it, you have definitely detected first that some kind of spell is slowly being placed onto your group.
2: All right third question, and last question is, can I tell the direction that... can I determine where the cast... roughly where the caster is? If it even... You know, it, I say caster, but you know what I mean, I imagine. It doesn't have to be a person. Yeah. It could be like a creature doing it. Yeah.
0: Um... The best that I can give you is that it's nearby. You're not being sniped at. Like, you can tell that if you knew your heading if you jumped into a dead sprint you'd be able to get to it in a couple of seconds but you can't like get that heading and with that information you should probably roll to resist the spell that is being worked upon
2: you okay just anything I can make a case for or Yeah, What kind of spell? Can I tell that? Or is it just like something is starting and I can't get a read on it? Roll sharp for me. Okay. I hope I don't roll another snake eyes. Not a snake eyes. Good enough.
0: Uh, You can't tell exactly what kind of spell this is going to be, but you have been
2: briefed
0: before during your interview with Kudo that The Predators around here like to use illusions and psychic manipulation.
2: Okay. Let's see... Can I make kind of a poll? Uh, By a Doors of Perception, uh, one of my effects is analyze a clue, allowing you to investigate a mystery in a way that you would not normally be able to. Can I reason that is as uh, I kind of use my magic knowledge and my general senses to kind of try to puzzle out what the illusion is, or at least get a rough idea of what they're trying to make me see? Okay, sure. That's, I guess, the third sharp roll.
0: Um, I'm gonna say at this one, if you're going to be trying to do this analysis so while the spell is going on you. You're going to have to do it fast, so you'll have to make it at a minus one.
2: Ah, Fair enough. I mean, I'm just trying to figure out... What I'm trying to figure out roughly is if they're trying to cast an illusion, I want to determine what is real and what isn't as quickly as I can, so that's more or less what I'm doing. So minus one... Well, it's still a ten.
0: That's still a 10. So you can tell that this is going to be some kind of sensory affecting spell. It's going to make you hear and see things. And the things that you are going to be seeing and hearing are going to be things that the caster is going to pull out of your memories.
3: Okay. Mm.
2: Dealt with this thing before, sort of thing before. Not, maybe not this exact thing. I don't know what's doing this, but I've had experience with in this field. Uh, so first thing I do is I say illusion magic, some kind of memory thing. I can't tell exactly where it's coming from.
0: Everybody kind of startles and looks at you. And then, as you finish explaining, they have, like, looks of recognition on their face. There's there's no need for communication. You can tell everybody just kind of looks at each other and there's quick nods. Everybody knows what's coming. There's a lot of, like, teeth gritting and fists clenching and people, like, settling their stances. They are getting ready to weather it rather than trying to prevent it.
2: If that's the course of action, that's what I will do, too. Okay. I'm feeling like this general plan that these have for this sort of thing, uh, if they're trying to just weather it, is that they just kind of, whatever this thing's doing is more of an, maybe it's not an intelligent thing, and it just does this by instinct, so maybe if they just weather it, the thing thinks it took and steps out into the open. I don't know. I'm spitballing. Okay, well you can
0: Keep that hypothesis in mind. The, the leaves finish settling on the ground, and everybody still... tense as a violin and string, starts picking leaves up and stuffing them into their packs. You know, his still on a swivel, looking around. And Steiner, with your hypersensitivity, you can feel the moment the spell, like settles in on you and it isn't like an immediate click and suddenly everything's terrible there's like it's working on you you can feel it working on you but it's it hasn't engaged yet alright and then from somewhere some distance away you hear a Eveline Edwin, please, I
2: need you. You're not here, this is a trick. You're not here, you can't be here.
0: Edwin, please, it it hurts and I'm scared. Father, please, I. I need your help here.
2: Possibly be here and you don't feel pain.
0: This is I'm not going to survive long without you.
2: It's not real. It's not real. It's just a trick.
0: You are not the only one in this little circle who is muttering exactly that to yourself. And Gregory doesn't stop screaming for your help. Just, and it it gets, like, I'm not going to get too deep in the paint here on this one, but it gets more and more desperate and pained as the minutes wear on.
2: I tried to occupy myself by just gathering these leaves up.
3: Okay.
0: A very large part of me doesn't want to make you roll on this one.
2: I know Gregory isn't here. I'm not going to rush off into the woods. Gregory, one, can't possibly be here. Two, I know that something's messing with my head, but that doesn't make it not suck to deal with. Yeah. So imagine if I want to, if you want to make me roll, what it wouldn't be to like roll not to run off into the woods after this thing. It'd be just roll to keep my composure.
0: That's actually pretty fair. What would I have you roll though?
2: I guess just an act Charmed,
0: under pressure. Tough. Yeah, act under pressure is a good one.
2: All right. Nine. Okay, that works pretty well. I'm not losing it, but I am visibly shaken. As visibly as I can be without, you know, like, a face.
3: Yeah.
0: I will say your... Like, laser focus on locking yourself down to whether this... Makes you just a little bit slower than everybody else when... One of the other members of the gathering team bolts and then everybody just kind of springs into action there's a lot of shouting and running after them you can tell that they are going to try and like tackle the one who broke underneath
2: this okay um, so first things first oh, what I wouldn't give to have my stun ray and then I'm gonna take off after them as well. And uh, I'd like to make the case that this is a defend someone.
0: That it sounds very valid
2: to me. So I technically get a bonus, but I also get a minus. So it's a net neutral.
0: Roll tough. Flat. And another nine. Another nine. So that's. You protect your target, but some or all of the harm is directed onto you. You don't... You're not gonna get hurt immediately. You do manage to... Like, your legs are longer than everybody else here, and you are a tireless machine that... You know, you've gotten to the point of where you don't really make many mistakes, at least in moments like these. So you're able to get out in front of the pack and you can fucking whip your detachable arm out and trip the runner up, get them down, get up to them. But as you like actually do get up to them, you can like flash your head left to right to see what's around. You see Gregory. Mm. Hmm. He's in his robot body. He is smashed to pieces. He's twitching, sparking, convulsing on the ground. Just looks like the hell's beaten from him. And it's as you're seeing this that... A large shadow just suddenly rears up from the ground to your right. What do you do?
2: So I got a nine on to protect someone, so what I want to say happens, and you can determine if this is fair or not, is while I'm still holding down the person who bolted, I'm just like I can't l- not I can't look away from the imagin from the illusionary Gregory. Like I know it's fake but I'm just I can't not look at it and so I'm just caught completely off guard and that's why I take damage
0: okay so the shadow crashes over you and it's difficult in the immediacy to tell what this thing is especially because it almost completely covers you that's four harm subtract armor this thing is big whatever it is that just landed on top of you and you are pinned under it what do you do?
2: Alright the person I was kind of like holding down are they also pinned uh, no,
0: because your your defend move protects them. You did It was a partial success, but it is a success. You do protect them from the damage. So, I don't know. You couldn't take your eyes off of the false Gregory just a few feet away, but you did have enough sense as whatever this thing is was crashing down around you to grab the leg of the one who bolted and just throw them out of the way.
3: All right. Uh,
2: do I have, like... What can I move? What is... Am I completely pinned? Or
0: you can wiggle. This thing is covering you in a way similar to like a very heavy blanket. At least in the immediate moment. So you have you have a lot of like wiggle room, but you can't push up against it. At least not without some kind of roll.
2: Okay. If I have a little bit of wiggle room, then what I want to do is just hit it with an energy blast point blank. Okay.
0: So roll to kick some ass then. Barely. Yeah. Still a success though. Can point your palm upward and fire a shot up and this beastie, whatever it is, screams in a very insect-like way and just no retaliation at all skitters off of you fast as a whip and it goes like crashing out through the brush you can feel the illusion and mind control that was on you just lift like a snap and it's
2: gone Uh, first things first make sure uh, the person who bolted is okay
0: They are on their knees and elbows, face pointed at the ground, and they are breathing real hard. They got, like, a full-body tremble going on.
2: And, And I imagine this, like, took place within seconds, but the rest of the group is probably caught up by now.
0: Yeah. This was an exchange. You could count the seconds on one hand, and now everybody else has pulled up, and... Is checking the person who bolted, and Balday is coming over to you to check over you, since you are their charge for the day.
2: I'm keeping my head on the spool. I don't know if this thing is going to come back, or if it's just like, it's missed its chance and it's going to go try to find other prey. Or if something else entirely could come around, attracted by the noise. (laughs) I'm alright. I'm right. But, uh, I feel like we should be getting out of here. Let's go get the leaves and move on. Is everyone else
0: all right? Yeah, we, uh, we all managed to weather it just fine. You... You feeling okay? You look a little
2: beaten up. I'll be all right. It's, it's nothing I can't. And I've sustained worse injuries, believe me. Alright. Yeah, we, um...
0: We can leave the rest of the leaves. It's fine. We got most of what we needed. We should just, um... We're gonna hit the pool, and then we're gonna go back. Alright.
4: Going to the pool. Is Steiner Beach bod ready? Where's my other (laughs) arm? Oh, there it is.
3: And, uh...
0: The... The one who bolted, well... Pick themselves up, apologize to everybody, and thank you for the save.
2: It's why I'm here. Nothing of it.
0: Then once everybody's got their heads back on, we'll head yet a little bit farther out, and you come to uh, not quite a lake almost a lake it's a it's a pretty still round body of water that is fed by a pair of eh, mid-sized waterfalls just a little ways away and kudo kind of looks at everybody nods a couple of times walks over to you i hate to ask considering what just happened you did say that you sink would you mind
2: oh of course um what will I be retrieving
0: you are looking for a bright yellow mineral they're uh, they're going to be about yay big and they, they make a size with their hands that's like eh, about half the size of a cantaloupe Around.
3: Yeah.
0: Fairly round. There uh, there shouldn't be anything too dangerous out here, but it's a little bit deep.
2: Right. Well, um, just as many as I can find, or...? As many as you can comfortably carry. Well, uh, i back as soon as I can be, then.
0: So do you just find fucking cannonball in or uh, how, how do you how do you approach this
2: Principal well, Skinner style I was going to say that <laughs> I, so technically um, most animal attacks happen at water's edge either from ambush predators under the water or from you know so while a cannonball would actually be the safest method of entry um Balde says that there's. It's fairly safe, so I'm just gonna, like, just walk in there. Prince Skinner style. <laughs> Alright. Yeah. Just a
0: pretty leisurely stroll in until you hit a precipice and it just goes straight down.
3: Hmm.
2: Hope I can get back up. I'm gonna. Uh look around and see if there's, like, an easier way to get down here.
0: Are you doing this before or after you just start plummeting?
2: Oh, before. Like, I'm not gonna just, like, leap off here. I'm looking is there, like, a shallower slope or some way down here that isn't just leap into the depths?
0: There's, a. It's gonna take a little bit of finessing, but there's kind of a clockwise path you might be able to negotiate your way up from the bottom this is definitely something that was like formed over centuries by errant currents this is not something that the gatherers have made on purpose
2: okay Um, so I'm not leaping just like straight in sight unseen Uh, what I want to do is just kind of like not quite repel my way down, since I don't have any kind of, like, belay system or anything like that, but I think you can get my meaning. I'm just jump down a little bit onto this clockwise kind of outcropping, take measure, jump again, you know, make my way down like that. Okay, okay. Why don't you
0: roll me act under pressure, give yourself a plus one. Because you've got all the... No, plus two, actually, because you've got all the time in the world to do this.
2: Well, not all the time, but... Good lord, I did not need that at all. <laughs> or you could just get 13 on the dice
0: and, uh... make it a 15 with my help. Gosh, I try so hard to help you out, and... <laughs> um... Yeah, no, you can absolutely find your way down to the bottom. It's a good, like, 50, 60 feet down before you hit the base of this pool. And there's just this, like, pile of stones down here. They are not all the ones you're looking for. There's a lot of the ones that are the kind of, like, brown that the cliffs that the waterfalls are pouring over are composed of but then you know sprinkled here and there like pleasant little prizes are the yellow minerals that kudo asked you to grab
2: okay did I bring like any kind of sack or anything
0: uh, you absolutely could have just like yeah. Emptied out your bag And brought it down with you
2: I mean I don't need Like the full backpack just Something I'll just say I have like yeah. a little Leather pouch
0: Absolutely fair to say
2: And I'll just stuff that thing full
0: Alright Alright I'm gonna say with the advanced Success that you got I'm not gonna make you roll to get back out
2: Okay yeah. Don't encounter any kind of dangers down there It's just It's just deep Alright
0: You can tell that the combination of the Depth and the heft of the stones Like They got a bit of mass to them They could Inhibit a person's ability To get backed up to the surface In time Yeah So uh you know, it's it's the danger down here is the inherent danger of diving, picking up something heavy, and then trying to get back up to the surface before you pass out from oxygen deprivation, which isn't a problem with you, so you're just fine. Yeah, You have the danger of you are... you have negative fucking buoyancy, so unlike everybody else, you can't go straight up. You have to take the little clockwise path up the perimeter of this chasm, but you are you, you've navigated much more treacherous than that in the past year. You're fine.
2: And I'm way up just thinking, not too so for if we do this again, tie a rope off somewhere.
3: <laughs>
0: and then you just come Stomp, stomp, stomping up out of the depths. Water streaming off of you.
2: I shake like a dog. No.
0: <laughs> Sack bulging with goodies and everybody we loves- just
2: are, We, are so- we I just, I thought we were trying to get away from the euphemisms. <laughs> Never.
0: But everybody looks uh, appreciative, a little bit impressed.
2: We are. I could make a second trip down if you'd like. But uh, if you, maybe we're pressing our luck out here, so to speak. I'll leave it up to your judgment.
0: Baldwrape will take the sack from you and then kind of like lurch down at the unexpected weight of it. Like, actually looks genuinely impressed at how much you gather down there. Nah, I really don't think a second trip is necessary.
2: Okay. Let's get back to the safety of the camp
0: thing. Yeah, let's. You know, gather up, everybody dust themselves off, and you begin the uh, relatively short trip back. It's uh it's been long enough, and with the um with the distress of the earlier encounter, everybody does bed down once. Everybody does take one sleep while they are out here.
2: And, uh, uh... In, like, one of those time periods, I just wanted to ask... So, forget my curiosity, but I must ask what those little minerals are for.
0: Who are you asking? All day. Okay. Yeah, two of you can definitely be on watch together at one point, being their shadow. They would definitely want to run you through the procedure of that. So they're, uh... They're not rocks, actually. We just say that to make them more palatable to handle. They're some kind of animal detritus. And, uh... You know, grind them up, crush them into a fine powder. They have some medicinal applications if you drink it.
2: Well, I'm glad the help you.
0: Nothing of note happens during everybody's sleep, and once everybody's well-rested, you all strap back up and complete the rest of the march
2: back to camp. Just imagining that the reason why you have to get them out of a big pool of water is because anywhere else, they're just like devoured by the local wildlife almost immediately.
0: (laughs) Could be. They could be delicious.
2: I mean, if they're helpful, like animals seek out salt deposits, if they are medicinal animals would probably also seek them out. And, you know, dung beetles are a thing.
3: Yeah.
0: So, Grant, ye, uh, well, I know that there are some artists that you wanna go introduce yourself to.
1: Yes, uh,
0: let's let's
2: Hi, go. see. mutuals um, on Twitter. Big fan. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's go see if I can find um, Mesa and see if they know where the artists are because Mesa like you said 100% does not remember that conversation
0: yeah no absolutely uh, Mesa's not too too difficult to find nobody is ever really that difficult to find it's just a matter of walking around camp for enough minutes to run into somebody Right. <laughs> they're sitting down drinking a glass of water just watching the sky Just kind of watch an Adol up there Walked in combat Hey
1: Uh I didn't realize until the end of our last conversation That you probably would not remember me My name's Lindsay
0: just kind of cock their head No No, I definitely don't remember you Yeah, uh, sorry I
1: should have probably written down a warning or something um there's long story short there's some stuff weird stuff going on with my core so particularly so most people tend not to remember me I think the only people in this camp that do remember me are Adel, Steiner and Amelia
0: That's, I'm really sorry to hear that.
1: I'm working on, uh, at least mitigating that a little bit. Anyway, um, last time we talked, I brought up wanting to, uh, speak with some of the artists around here. And you said you'd look into it and then probably as soon as you finished that conversation, you forgot about it because that's just how this thing works.
0: Okay. Um, Well, I'm willing to believe that, because I do know three artists who live in this camp. Alright, um,
1: do you happen to know if they're free at the moment?
0: We can go check together right now, if you're free at the moment. I am free at the moment, sure. You said that they were, like, sitting, right? Yeah.
1: I'll reach my hand out to help them up.
0: I'll take your hand and let you get them up. They look very appreciative of the help, actually. Uh, They are this way. All right. They will lead you over to a trio of tents that kind of seem to be like, pushed together, almost. <laughs> like, they definitely weren't originally built in this proximity to each other, but they were, like, picked up, like, <laughs> full body. Like, they asked a bunch of people around camp, hey, can you just, like, like you grab a stake, you grab a stake, you grab a stake, I'll grab a stake, and we'll lift and walk and put it back down. It's It's very, like... <laughs>
3: Haphazard.
0: Like we just wanted to move these. We didn't care about making it look any sort of way kind of a deal. Right. Alright,
1: right, I'll uh I'll look at Mesa and I'll go So I guess they're friends.
3: Hmm.
0: They uh they spend more time with each other than everybody else in camp combined. We huh. um we all half joke, but it is also mostly true that they tend to just kind of fall asleep in a pile with each other.
1: It sounds adorable, actually. They're all very
0: cute together.
1: <laughs> I'll let them uh, go in first because they're the known quantity in this uh, situation and not me.
3: And, uh...
0: By the way, of note, on the walk over here, Mesa kind of walks a little bit funny. Like with a limp or something? Uh, Not exactly with a limp, but they can't seem to, like, keep a straight line. Hmm, okay. Uh, They just kind of, like, tend to drift and then they gotta course correct every so often. All right, I get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. They'll lead the charge into this weird little conglomerate tent. Just throw the flap open, march straight in, no, like, announcement or anything. I will follow. There's, uh... Well, there's art all over the inside of this tent. There's, um... Paintings and sculptures there's like you know the occasional small stack of paper there's like mobiles hanging from the beams holding up the ceiling of the tent this is just a highly eclectic workshop for three artists and one of them is present As, uh... When when Mazel locks onto them, they just call out... Icor, I... think I might have brought you a fourth. And Icor is this, um... Kind of like, you know, dark... Gosh, I almost want to say, like, comparing it to human skin tones. Kind of like Mediterranean, almost, skin tone. Okay. They've got... This, like deep purple hair that's pulled back in a bit of a ponytail. They're wearing a bunch of like loose green robes and they're facing away from you and they are working on some kind of very abstract wooden sculpture that's about as tall as you are. Okay. Just like slowly taking little bits out of it with a chisel. And they take their chisel away from what they're making, and they half, like, four-fifths turn to the two of you. They don't look at the two of you as they address you. They just, well, we're always happy to bring in more.
1: Uh, that's good to hear. Uh, hi, uh, my name's Lindsay.
0: Again, still not looking at you, they just it's wonderful to meet you, Ikor.
2: Um,
1: do you mind if I, like, use something to, like, write some stuff down for Mesa, Because, uh, there's, I'll, I'll fill you in on the weirdness in
0: a bit. Uh, be my guest. You'll need to go hunting for something free to write on, though.
1: Okay. Um, and I, at that point, I will just... Find something to write with, something to write on, and just write down, you know, the basics. I'm Lindsay. We have spoken. Uh, uh, you showed me to the artists. Um, I am Amelia's brother, uh, friend of Steiner. Uh, you know, just just anything super basic that uh, Grant think would be important for Meza to know, and then just hand that to Meza and be like, uh, keep that, so that way hopefully you might recognize me in a weird way next time
0: So they take it they read through it part way down they like frown and tilt their head And they, like, turn the paper to face you and they point. What's this word? They're pointing at the word brother. Oh, um... Would
1: sibling be more appropriate, I guess?
0: I don't know that word either.
1: Um... Amelia and I share parents. There's like further head tilting? We grew up together.
0: Okay. You have a word for that? Yes. Interesting. You'll need to tell me more about if it's okay. Of course, I don't want to push you into something that might be painful. I'd love to hear about how your people were structured before you came here. If if you have words for relationships that we don't, that would be very interesting to learn about.
1: Uh, I might have to run it with the others, but I don't have any objections to that, so I'll be sure to, uh, to, right, I'll be sure to Add that to the, uh, to the list. It's like, um, you want to speak about, like, relationship, uh, relationship structures in, for, with my people on the, uh, on the paper.
0: Nodding. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Brother. So then... Is Amelia your brother? Is that how it works? Is it... is it reciprocal?
3: It's... it is, but
1: brother is the wrong word for it. Um, I... we probably shouldn't get too deep into it because you're just gonna forget.
0: (laughs) Explain gender,
4: Grant
1: Harrison. (laughs) Well, you see, there's this entirely fake
4: thing. (laughs) (laughs) Time to introduce these fucking fairies to gender. All right. So I've got these dresses, and these are pants, and you need to pick one, and you have to stick with it. This is blue, and this is pink.
2: This is meaningful for some reason.
0: We'll swap meanings every so often for no
4: good goddamn reason. You, your hair is long. Get in the dress.
2: So let's talk about gender roles. <laughs> so, Mesa will,
0: you know, just continue to, like, nod both appreciatively and contemplatively. So they, like, fold up the piece of paper and tuck it into this little, like, pocket up near their armpit.
1: Alright, well, uh, thank you, Mesa. I really appreciate this.
0: Of course. I. Uh, well, I'm not gonna remember doing it, but I, for as long as I will, I like helping people like this, like helping people find their people. So I'll, I will get out of your way, and you two can make
1: art together. Alright, and uh, once they leave, I will turn to Ikor and ask, So, um, do you guys have any, like, paints or anything? Because I'm I'm more of a painter than anything.
0: I'm not. But Kelsey paints quite a lot. You'll want to talk to them when they get here.
1: Okay, uh, do you mind if I just hang around until they come along? Not a problem
0: with me. Just don't touch anything. Dora especially will have a fit if anything is out of place. Got it. I will just sit
1: here and enjoy your company and enjoy watching you work.
0: And, again, they never looked directly at you the entire time you were having this conversation. They were just kind of, like, slightly in profile, now they fully turn back to what they're making and just keep like chiseling little bits out of it.
1: God, what if what if Icor is the only one who, because they never make any eye contact with me, are the only one who only other one who remembers. And that's the trick.
4: <laughs> I know it's not. That would be really funny though. That, that
0: would be really funny though. <sighs> so, you're um. Uh... You're gonna be sitting here in silence for like a couple of hours if you choose to just sit here in silence.
1: I mean, I'll occasionally make try to make small talk, and uh, but I don't want to like disturb them too much from what they're doing. So if it looks like okay. there's there's points where like they start slowing down and um, just like looking at stuff, I'll start conversation up, and when they start working again, I'll like get quiet so that they can do their work.
0: I wouldn't actually say that they are... that they, like, slow down exactly. You you do get a sort of feel for the rhythm of their work, where they, like, carve stuff out, and then they put the chisel down next to their right foot, like, touching their right foot, and then they just kind of feel around on the part of the sculpture that they just made for a few minutes and they're either like nodding to themselves or they're like they got their head cocked or they shake their head a couple of times and then they'll squat back down and pick the chisel back up and either like make some kind of correction at the points where they seem dissatisfied with what they felt or just move on to the next little region of it but they never actually like stop working and then a couple hours later it's very dark skinned long black hair in braids elf in like similar robes to Icor but kind of like bigger and poofier walks in just kind of like notices you, looks at you as they walk in, don't immediately address your presence, but they walk up and they seem to like make a whole bunch of noise as like, and it's very on purpose. Like they, they get a little bit into the tent and then their footsteps just become heavier on purpose and then they put their hands on Ikor's shoulders and then up on the top of their head and kind of like scritch into their hair a little bit. They lean over next to their head. When was the last time you stopped working on this? And I-Cord just kind of like rolls their shoulders. So I'm like, a get off me kind of way. <laughs> I'm in the middle of it. Please just let me keep working. You need to eat something. Because I know you have it. Fine. And the new arrival, like, takes the chisel, puts it down, and, like, then moves it, thinks for a minute, and then moves it again to a slightly different position, and then leads Icor by the hand to a small table. And the two of them sit down, and the new arrival, like, fishes in a basket and brings out some fruit of some kind. It's one that you've eaten a couple of times. And then knocks twice on the table, Ikor holds out a hand, and the new one puts the fruit in Ikor's hand, and Ikor starts eating it. And then the new one turns to you, finally and addresses you. <laughs> Greetings.
1: Hello. Kelsey. Lindsay. Pleasure. Yeah, uh, I was just keeping I-Court company. Mm.
0: Not for very long, I hope. Uh,
2: a couple hours.
0: Ikor, we've talked about this. I was working. I was in the zone. We've talked about this, Ikor. <laughs> you could have at least offered them something to eat or drink. And then Ikor gets this kind of like, like, you, you you, know this kind of facial expression, Grant Harrison, of mock offense. As if to suggest I know where the basket of food is? Okay, don't you even start with that. <laughs> I know you know at least that. We don't move things so that you do
1: know where they all are. Grant is smiling underneath his mask because this is the exact. Like, this is the exact kind of same vibes that, uh, that his quote-unquote arguments with Malia are like...
0: <laughs> so they just bicker like idiots for a minute before Kalsai turns back to you. So... Uh, the, the the ingraciousness of your first host aside, uh, and, you know, not to be rude or anything, do you need something? Uh,
1: no, um... Mesa showed me here, because uh, I'm... I'm an artist and I wanted to, like, see if you guys would let me use your supplies to paint. And so they brought me here, and, um, Ikor's been the only one here so far, so.
0: No kidding. It's nice to have another artist around. You, uh, you paint? Yeah. nice to have somebody around who understands me. Calce, are you making fun of me? I am not, and you know that I'm not. (laughs) I swear with you. Anyways, yes, I would love to have another painter around. Awesome.
1: I should probably do some stuff real quick, um, because... I've got some weirdness involving... I don't know if, you know, if this makes any sense to you. I've got some weirdness involving my core. So I'm not sure if Icore will actually remember me if I, like, leave this tent with you.
0: They both shake their head. I have no idea what that means. All right. Um,
1: it's a weird thing that uh, you guys will not remember me, like, when I get basically a little bit too far away, so uh, again, writes down the basics for Icor, um, hands them the, uh, the slip of paper, and has determined that the first thing that he is going to paint is going to be a self-portrait of him in the mask, so that way people
0: remember his face, at least. Icor takes the slip of paper you hand them, they like tilt their head so that their eyes are pointed at it, and then they look up at you. Are you making fun of me? You know they're not. Do not even. (laughs) I apologize for them. They somehow think that implying that everybody is making fun of them is a good bit and they won't let it die. Because you get so angry when I do it. It's so cute. <laughs> Don't. <Dope. laughs> I love them. I love them both so much. Calce just kind of motions at Icor. So in case it ha- hasn't become highly apparent at this point, Icor is blind.
1: Huh? I actually did not know that. I apologize.
0: You don't need to apologize to me, and you don't need to apologize to them, because they're definitely not offended. Don't start. <laughs> My court just, like, puts up both hands in a I-wasn't-gonna kind of posture. <laughs>
1: That's going to make remembering me very difficult, because I don't... I can't think of any other way aside from visual cues on how to have people remember me from more than one conversation.
4: Time for Roxanne to write a song about Grant.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The the two of them mull it over for a minute and then they kind of like come to a conclusion at the same time some kind of carving. I think I can make something. I will need to stay around each other long enough for me to get a feel for you to make something. Okay, yeah. Uh, so, do you want to paint now? Do you want? What do you want to do? Um. Are
2: you just here
0: to say hi. What's? What are we doing?
1: Um. I mean, I'm kind of itching to do some art because I have not done it in quite a long time. All right um
0: painting supplies are over here let's go all right i will follow them calce leads you over to what very much seems to be like their corner with with the amount of familiarity they have with the arrangements this is their corner there are easels set up like honest to god easels they are It's very similar to modern day earth constructions with a kind of like slanted tripod with a canvas like shelf to place it on. And there's jars that are
4: clear
0: and have various colored non-solids in them. There are wooden brushes with some kind of hair mounted for you know to make paintbrushes and you are just told Mikasa su casa thank Not you very Spanish, much of course but <laughs>
1: yeah elf Spanish
4: <laughs> it turns out the uh, old fey is very similar to Spanish it's really <laughs> weird <laughs> Which is fucked up, considering that they don't even know what gender is. <laughs>
0: <sighs> so, you, do do you just get to work straight away?
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, sure. Um, like I said, the first thing Grant's going to do is paint a fucking self-portrait. Sp- probably specifically for Calsay at this point, uh, of himself in his mask, so that way they'll at least have a face to put to all the fucking notes I'm about to write for them.
3: <laughs> Alright.
0: And, Kalsai, we'll just watch you work. We'll just take a seat and watch you. How good are you at painting? Because sure. I know previously, like, your your modus operandi was to cut stencils and to spray paint into those which has a bit of overlap in terms of like how paint layers onto itself but there's definitely like a very wide gulf of manual uh, techniques between these two uh, styles. So what I was
1: thinking was uh, Grant is alright at painting. He's not gonna be like super great, but it, it's good enough that he can get the point across without it looking like a child's painting.
0: All right, all right.
4: I've seen some very good
1: child painters. Oh, though. Th- okay, th- that is that is also one hundred percent fair, but also, but you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, I uh, I don't think I want you to roll to artistic expression here. Okay. But uh, yeah, Calsey will just sit there and watch you work. Icor makes a lot of conversation, just it's it's small talk, but you can feel a lot of purpose in it. They ask you like, you know, how old are you? But, but they phrase it in a way like, what stage in your life cycle are you? Right. Um, what did you? do for fun before you got here if you did anything? Do you have any other hobbies? There's a lot of, like, purposeful interrogation of who you are. You feel like they are building a profile on you. Okay.
1: Um. Hmm. I know I'm going to, like, talk around a lot of stuff, but I will answer basically as honest as I can be. Okay, okay. We are here to make friends, after all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we are here to make friends. About halfway through the conversation, Icor goes and gets a smaller chisel than the one that they were working with before, and a kind of round like chunk of some kind of dark wood, and just starts carving patterns and ridges and divots and circles and all kinds of stuff into it in a way that, again, if you ever observe them, feels very purposeful. Okay. I know you are hard at work. Do you... Do you make any conversation? Like, aside from just responding to things that you get asked?
1: Oh! I mean, I'll... yeah, I'll make conversation. Like, I'll ask, like, you know, how... How did you guys all meet? Like, how long have you known each other? Like, st- stuff like that. Just general, in general, mostly about them.
3: Yeah.
0: And it's, uh, you know, they all met here in camp. Uh, Calse's been here the longest at 11 seasons. Ikor's been here the second longest at 8. And Dora is the new arrival at 5. And it all just sort of started when Icor was idly picking at a loose chunk of wood, just s- with some kind of purpose. And Kalsa asked for it. And they discovered that it had a shared passion for like, artistic expression that they hadn't ever really count encountered outside of the camp, and they. Started like supporting each other in that pursuit as best they could, asking the gatherers to get, you know, pigments and chunks of wood in various shapes and like pieces of metal that could be turned into proper chisels for icor. It just was kind of a a gradual growth out of a, a chance encounter. Okay, and then a little bit into this whole thing, the third member of this trio saunters into the tent, and you can feel, like, before they've even opened their mouth, you can feel the, like, smugness wafting off of them. (laughs) They just kind of have that face. It's, uh, real dark brown hair that's, uh, just kind of, like, it would be... It's its longer than it looks because they got it pulled into kind of a loose, sloppy braid. Uh, like a nice, toasty brown shade to their skin. Walking around topless, with which, you know, again, isn't hyper uncommon because clothes are an optional thing here. And it's unclear whether all of the designs all over their skin are something they did or something someone else did but there's a lot of them they would be a pile of tattoos on modern day earth like kind of are basically now except it's it's all like blacks instead of anything colored
1: right Oh, too bad I cannot. I can't show them my tattoos because then they would be like, Where the fuck
0: did you get the colors? And it's like, Ah! <laughs> and, and it's a lot of like abstract shapes to it. There's, there's a lot of like swooping and curling lines and dots and like little shapes. If there's any meaning to it, you can't decipher it. Right. Or at least not by looking at it. And th- they. You know, again, saunter into the artist's tent, like they own the place, and they regard you like you're the most curious thing in the world. And they turn to Cal say, you're letting someone else play with your stuff. I am letting a fellow artist utilize my materials to- you're letting someone else play with your stuff. (laughs) It's you. You made a friend, didn't you? You also don't today. All right, all right. Pleasure to meet you, new friend. Hi, my name's Lindsay. Dora. Sing never lets anyone touch their stuff. You? <laughs> stop. I've gotten enough from ICOR today, I don't need any more. <laughs> the sass on all of these people.
1: Uh this is great. I love this. I love this so much. <laughs> uh, I right, I will um I'll look Dora over and I'll go uh I like your tattoos. They're they're awesome, actually
0: tilt their head a little bit okay I know what you're talking to because I can understand context but that's a word oh yeah uh, that's
1: that's what we called them back home you
0: had people who did this uh yeah hm. do you have any they kind of lean in a little bit. They got put a little <sighs> mischievous look in their eye.
1: I, uh, hmm. you know what? I can show them exactly one. I'll go, uh, a couple. But this is the only one I'm willing to show right now. And I'll pull down like the top part of whatever uh, I'm wearing right now and show off the anarchy symbol on my chest.
3: Huh.
0: That's a funny little room. Does it mean anything? It's
2: Chinese for strength.
4: (laughs) (laughs) It means Uh, strength in Japanese.
2: (laughs) um, No. Grant's teacher is Chinese. uh, He goes, It does, but it would take a
1: while to explain, and you guys seem to have a pretty good concept of it as, as it is going on right now.
4: Bro, it's not like you can't just tell them it means anarchy and then be like I don't want to explain why I have a tattoo of a symbol for anarchy
0: well that's exceptionally cryptic and I'm definitely going to make you explain that more later Uh,
1: okay something else to add to the list for y'all I'm writing it down I like to imagine that was Icor saying that, saying that, and then just fucking everybody <laughs> looks at them.
0: <laughs> <sighs> so yeah, you can uh, you can just basically be in here as long as you want. Yeah. When um, say had shown up second, but they leave first. They uh, they say they're hungry. They want to go eat something, so they're gonna go gather some food Mm -hmm. Uh, they hope their second first interaction with you Lindsay will be as pleasant as the first (laughs) and they say that you can stay here as long as you like Uh, we don't sleep in here or anything we have another tent for that so so long as you don't make a mess free to be here as long as you like
1: thank you Uh, I will basically stay for as long as it takes to finish the self-portrait and, like, attach the note to it. And, and, um, at that point, I think Grant is pretty satisfied, but also, like, his eyes are probably getting tired from all the stuff he's having to do.
0: So, uh... Yeah, especially because it's low light in here, still. Like, they have little jars of glow bugs all over the place to... brighten this place up. Uh, Drawing in low light is the worst. (laughs) Yeah, you are attempting to watercolor in a low light environment.
1: (laughs) So yeah. Um, So after that, Grant will will leave and say it was nice meeting you, Dora. I hope our second interaction goes just as well as this one.
3: Yeah,
0: likewise. I... I am not going to... <laughs> See, I, I, I'm going to figure out a way, even if I can't remember it, to make you explain that to me. At some point. They're, like, poking at your chest where they know no. the tattoo is.
1: Yeah, it's like, okay, yes, yes, I will... I'll explain it, I promise, one day. Good. Uh, and then... Hopefully, they haven't forgotten me. I'll say goodbye to uh, Ikor as well.
0: Huh. Ikor finished whatever little carving that they were doing before and has gone back to their bigger sculpture.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I'll say um, Icor. I'll see you tomorrow.
0: How could you? Ikor, Kalsei's not here, so I'm going to do it in their stead. Don't. <laughs>
1: And they can't tell that Grant that Grant is is grinning because uh he totally did it on purpose just to see what kind of reaction. Because I in I myself was debating like for a second there like, do
0: I actually say it? The answer is yes. <laughs> after a- after being quite thoroughly chastised, they just kind of wave over their shoulder at you. All right. They, they don't want to pause working for very
1: long. All right, and then I'll probably go eat myself. I've been there for hours.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, that was fun. I was was ready for something a lot less fun. Oh, no. So, Roxanne. Mm Hmm. (laughs) rumble. Steiner's out with the gatherers. He winds up being out for about two sleeps time. And, uh... You know, you... have time making your instrument and, you know, eat, sleep, talk to more people around, bathe to whatever extent you do here? I don't know, that's a thing we can discuss later. One day. In quotes. Uh, you wake up, mm-hmm. Grant is in the tent with you, and he's
4: breathing really hard. Is he, like, lying down? Yeah. Like asleep?
0: Uh, he's in the place where he went to sleep last night these fucking conventions I've invented
4: you did this to yourself yes I'm aware that I did this to myself it's fine if you stay last night I understand what you mean I crawl over to him and like put my hand the back of my hand on his forehead yeah he is burning the fuck up
3: hmm oh
4: this isn't well um I don't know the actual doctor, but I do know a medical alchemist who would probably know the doctor. So uh I take off looking for Alpha. Yeah, Alright. Roll act under pressure. Uh okay, I can do that. I got a nine.
0: Yeah, nine. So the first place you go to look is their tent is a good guess they're not there second place you go to look is the communal eating area they're not there you just wind up finding them like walking around kind of purposelessly talking to somebody takes you a lot longer than you would have liked to find
4: them yeah um hey Malpha, i Can I borrow you, uh, my companion, Lindsay? I don't know if you remember them. You probably don't because of their thing. Uh, They're very sick and I need to I need to find a doctor but also I figured you would be the person being that would know where a doctor would be.
0: Uh, The instant the word sick left your mouth, like their entire demeanor changed they waved to the person they were talking to and like Power walked up to you, kind of like put their hand on your shoulder, turned you 180 degrees, put a hand on your back, and the, like started power walking you towards their tent as you finished your explanation. Okay. And they throw open the flap, they get inside, and
4: they stand in the middle. Okay, symptoms. Uh trouble breathing, feverish. That's all I got before I decided to come get you.
0: Okay. Um, get something to treat those on the surface. Give you those. Can You can go back to your tent. Get your companion out of there, out into the open air, and you should know how to use everything that I'm going to give you and they like turn around and they start like pulling little like packets and jars off of the ramshackle makeshift shelves in here picking up a couple of like satchels off the ground and they load a a small bundle into your arms I'm going to go get Afta
4: I assume that is whoever I assume that's the doctor here okay yeah no um you know where my tent is okay thank you and they take off running. I also take off running, but it's, like, way more awkward because I can't use my arms. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. right. You get back to your tent. What do you do? I set everything I just got down by the entrance of the tent. I walk in, and I go to pick Grant up, and actually, like, do we have, like, beds or some sort of, like... Matt, yeah. Matt, yeah. I just pick the whole frickin' mat up. Like, if I can't pick it up, I drag it out there to get him some air. Just grab it by the edge nearest Grant's
0: feet and walk it all backwards outside of the tent. Just
4: drag yeah. it across the ground. Yeah, and as soon as I get him to a good spot, I just start applying everything Malfa gave me.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Do you so- need me to roll for Not immediately, but I actually want you to roll is... I guess, like, investigate a mystery? I guess just, like, uh, give me a sharp roll.
4: Time to figure out what the fuck is wrong with Grant. I got a seven.
0: Okay. So, you don't have time to, like, give him a full checkup before the others get back, and also you're like, you know, you're, you're maybe a little bit clumsy getting everything uncorked and unscrewed and unwrapped, so you, you lose a little bit of time. There, There's a couple of things you pick up. The first is that Grant has a lot of, like, bruise-colored blotches on his skin. Huh... And the other is that, as you like, you know, you start applying a couple of, like, especially since, like, you know, in these first couple of moments before Malfa and Avda get here, like, you'll be able to take his mask off and apply some cooling ointments to his face before, you know, you got to keep his face secret in front of people. Um, so, like, as you touch him, you can feel there is a lot of magic inside of him.
3: A
4: lot of magic, huh? Like, way more than there should be. Do you got any fucking, like, leeches for magic? Can we do some bloodletting? Mana letting.
0: <laughs>
4: Man-a-letting. So, uh, so you, you can, like,
0: get some preliminary stuff figured out, and then Malfa comes up with this other elf that you've never met before, who just immediately like drop to their knees and start like putting their hands on Grant feeling around
4: I'm just gonna be very patient about it I've got a, I've got a real doctor here <laughs> alright alright I just like I relay everything I figured out that like his bruises are new uh, he seems to have a lot of magic built up within him
0: okay and um you know they neither of them touch his mask because that's like the obvious sensitive thing but they will like roll up his sleeves and look at the bruises roll up his pant legs look at the bruises on there alright here's here's something that Gran's gonna have to maybe deal with later they turn him onto his back and pull up his shirt
4: what's with these weird things on the, on the chest?
0: Elves don't have nipples or belly
3: buttons.
0: (laughs) I mean, yes, but I was more talking, thinking about Grant's tattoos. The the giant
1: tattoo of Discworld. Discworld.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But, you know, these are medical professionals treating a potential emergency. They can worry about eh, anatomy irregularities at a later date. Uh, Then they, like, put him back on his back, and Avda turns to Malfa and signs a bunch of things at them. And Malfa is just, like, nodding along. And they turn to you. It's an airborne parasite. Okay. What can we do about it? Need these bruises are eggs. Uh, under the skin disgusting they're pulling in mana and that's what's making him sick he's uh, overloaded with essentially magical waste and that's what's doing this to him so we need to get the eggs out of them and we need to get the waste out of their system
4: alright how can I help how do we do that Uh, is there like a standard way to do this. How steady are your hands? Uh pretty steady usually.
0: Avda reaches into a pouch on the back of their hip, and they hold out a
4: very primitive scalpel for you. Ah. Okay, so... Cut them out was the answer. Alright. It's weird that the doctor is the one who is giving me the scalpel to do it, rather than just doing it themselves. Well, do you take it? I mean, if they're handing it to me, I will take it.
0: Okay, and they reach back and they pull out a second one.
4: Ah, okay. I, like, position myself on the opposite side of Grant, I guess. And I go, uh, and I just say, uh, can I watch you do it once before I try it? I don't want to mess this up.
0: After we'll nod, they'll turn Grant's forearm so that one of the bruises is facing up. They'll make a small incision, like, in the center of it, and then they'll sort of turn their blade around so that the sharp part is facing up and they'll just like get in there and kind of like dig a little bit and then there's a kind of like a pop and this like tiny little indigo sphere just like comes up out of the skin okay I follow suit yeah they they take the egg and they just like put it on the ground like as far as their arm can reach away from them, and then they like scoot out of the way, and Malfa gets down, and they like this whole time during this demonstration, they've been mixing a couple of things together, and they start uh, just like dripping some kind of fluid
4: into the incision. The mixing a fluid? Oh, it's like a it's like a healing thing. Yeah. Okay. I uh follow suit, like I would like to I'd like to not have my brother die. You're valid. So I guess I'm going to you want me to roll cool for this, probably. Yes, please. Roll act under pressure. Ah, uh, come on. Be cool, Roxanne. I got a ten. You are very cool. That's pretty cool. I just take early deep breath, just <sighs> Steady myself as much as possible, and I just follow suit. Just it d- just make the incision, stick the scalpel in there, and pop the egg out.
0: Yeah, and you you can finish up Grant's arms pretty quickly, and then uh, honestly, at one point, Avda just like. You know, they start trying to, like, move up Grant's shirt, just, like, pull it up and then they, just like pure strain annoyance flashes over their face and they just get the scalpel into the shirt and just cut it straight up the middle and pull it open. The two of you can go to work on all the bruises on his chest and the whole time Malpha is just coming right in behind the two of you. As soon as you finish one, they pour whatever solution that they've mixed together into the wound and you know uh, I s- in between cuts as you like breathe to restudy yourself you can look over and the colors getting a lot better and the wound is closing up pretty quickly and then once you're basically done with the front half of the top half roll him over get to work on the back half of the top half just kind of pick your way over his body handling everything in this whole time like you know malpha keeps checking him over every couple incisions avta keeps checking grant over and i'm gonna say that like you know again clothes aren't socially mandated here but for the ones who never go without just like an understanding gets built so like once you deal with like Grant's top half and like everything from the thighs down which again you just like cut away this dude's pants so it's not in the way there's there's like a kind of like checking over trying to determine do we need to go any farther here does Grant have any parasites in his butt cheeks
4: <laughs> uh, yeah I I save the awkwardness of having to deal with the masks and I just like sort of I pull the mask up just a little bit so only I can see in there just to make sure that like there's no uh, bruises on his face or his forehead I check behind his ears and like run my ha- fingers through his hair to make sure there's none like on his head so I imagine they feel a little bit different.
0: They definitely do feel a little bit different, and you can tell as you work that there's a little bit of a pattern where there's kind of like a a minimal thickness to the flesh that's required for the eggs. Right. So in the that very thin skin of the face and the scalp, there's there's nothing there. Oh, well, I always get to double-check anyway.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But, um... You get all of the eggs out, and then it just becomes a matter of purging Grant's system. And... what winds up happening is Avda puts their hand in the center of Grant's chest, and then puts their other hand on the ground, closes their eyes, dips their head down, Seems to scrunch their eyes up a little bit to concentrate. And then they lift the hand that's touching the ground, and a bunch of, like, ugly, twisted, gnarly looking weeds just kind of sprout out of the ground following their hand.
4: Yeah. Grant, you really need to start washing better.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then they take their hand off of Grant's chest and his breathing goes relaxed. And Grant, you wake up. Meh. Meh. You feel like shit, my dude. Uh...
4: You You feel
0: like you had the flu yesterday. Okay.
4: What's going on? You were very sick. I had. We had to, uh. Do some minor surgery. You're okay now, though. How you feel?
2: Tired.
4: Yeah.
1: Despite the fact that I just woke up.
4: Yeah, you probably will feel tired. Uh. Cool. I will. Do you the service of not telling you what was going on until you're feeling better. Because it's a little gross. But, um. Other than that, do you feel okay? Anything out of the ordinary? Uh, not that I can feel, I don't think. Do you want something to drink? Are you hungry?
1: Uh, water would be nice. I'll get you some water.
4: Yeah. All right. Don't move too much. Okay. I... <laughs> I... Okay. I... Just like give Grant like a sisterly pat on the head, just like very sweetly, like all right, I'll be right back. Okay. I go to fetch some water and uh, I don't know, probably like cry a lot, (laughs) throw up, (laughs) throw up a little bit, yeah. Just try (laughs) and heave at the very least once I get out of earshot. Yeah, fair. Yeah. I also get like a washcloth and like put uh, and get and like wet it with some water, like not washcloth, but like any kind of rag I can get that's not terribly dirty, just to like put it on Grant's forehead because he's probably still a little feverish. Valid, valid.
0: Um, Grant, uh, Malfa, the one who you met when you first entered camp, is there and is checking over you. Also, Avda is there and is checking over you. And, well, no. Malpha's checking over you. Avda seems to be, like, picking up this small pile of indigo pebbles off of the ground, and is putting them into a small bag.
1: Okay, that probably came out of me. That's gross. Um, hi. What, like, what happened? What What's going on?
0: Malpha just kind of, like... I wish I could describe the facial expression I'm making right now, but they they give you a very incredulous look. Are you really sure you want to know so soon? That's fair. That is fair.
1: Uh, anything I should be concerned about
0: in the immediate. <sighs> well, we haven't ever seen a repeat case, so don't think so cool
1: good to know
0: that said you know if you feel feverish any time the next few sleeps you notice any funny covered bruises on your skin come find one of us yes will do Also, in a few hours, you are probably going to itch like crazy. See if you can sleep through it. Okay. If you can't sleep through it, come find me. I'll have something for you.
1: All right. Thank you. That should be easy enough for you to like, believe and remember weird stuff going on with me.
0: Sure in addition to the weird stuff that's happening to you this night. Yes.
4: Roxanne comes back. Okay, okay, back. Here's your water, and, um... Okay, I just realized I can't put this on your forehead with a mask on.
1: It's fine, I can just, like, I'll take it, and I'll just sort of slide it underneath the seam and just, like, lay it there.
4: (sighs) All right. Uh, I look at the other two and I just go, Do we need to keep him out here, or can I bring him back inside? Should be fine to bring him back inside. Uh, okay, you big lump. I'm going to drag you back inside.
1: Cool. I'll try to make myself
4: light. Right. Have you have you tried getting rid of your bones again, maybe?
0: <laughs> I, I mean... No, not at the mo- I- no, but both of the medical professionals with an earshot seem
4: uh ex- <laughs> seem extremely distressed by this insinuation. Uh, Don't worry, I, I just look at them and I just go, don't worry, he got better. Uh, yeah,
2: uh, yeah. I mean, evidently, sure. We have two parlor tricks, making a little ice horse and removing all of my bones. <laughs>
0: Of signs a little bit at Malpha, and then they turn to you. Yeah, is um that's something you do
1: intentionally. Occasionally as a defensive measure. It is a couple of very long stories.
4: Very stupid stories.
0: They <laughs> <laughs> both just look like you are the weirdest motherfucker that they have ever met. Yeah, I probably am. Don't they both just, like, throw up their hands, all three of them, get up, dust themselves off?
4: Again, if you start itching, come find me. Will do. I, I look, I do look up before I fin. I start dragging Grant inside and I go, Thank you both, I really, uh, I don't know what I would have done if you two weren't here. They
0: both give you easy smiles. Avta gives you a pretty simple single sign and Malfa just dumps their hand onto their chest. That's what we're here for.
4: Yeah. They both walk off. Okay, but seriously though, how are you feeling? Like,
1: Like, I don't know. It kind of feels like I got over a, I'm f- getting over a flu, which it sucks, but mostly manageable.
4: Well, getting over is promising. I shouldn't want you to be, like, trying to act tough, because, like, hmm... You know, we don't know what's going on with these weird fade diseases.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: no, I'm... This is... If I was... Feeling like something was wrong, I would have told the medical professionals. Don't worry.
4: Okay. Well, you know I am your sister, I have to worry.
1: Yes, yes. You're very good at that.
4: If you weren't lying sick in bed, I would slap you upside the head.
1: I know, and I'm taking full advantage of that generosity.
4: Uh, I wonder if I can use death magic to put you to sleep. <laughs> Just a little bit of death. <laughs> As a treat.
2: <laughs> just a petite amount of death.
4: And Roxanne just like sits there for a while, keeping Grant company till he falls asleep.
1: Which is probably not long after I finished the water.
0: Yeah. Body is definitely screaming at you for some
4: not illness induced rest weird i feel like i've been stabbed multiple times (laughs)
0: and like
1: a lot of pebble things have been extracted from my body where i was stabbed
4: i feel like i just like lost a lot of weight and was stabbed several times (laughs) i think that's just called a (laughs) mugging
0: that so seems like a pretty good place to
2: call it to me.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Many things have Mhm. Mm-hmm.
0: So, lots of little things here and there. You know, I, I got a little bit called out before the session started, but this is basically a, a very large downtime with a lot of, I think, very downtime-esque things happening.
4: It's fine. Sometimes we can have a lot of downtime as a treat.
0: So, uh, good session overall i think do we do we want to do end of session for this one
4: i mean i think we're good if we don't honestly yeah i mean i would say that we did save somebody from certain death or worse
0: (laughs) yeah but we we have established that that doesn't count for the players yeah but it was
4: different this time
3: anyway
0: (laughs) okay so
4: good session The
0: passage of time continues to tick along. We are going to be jumping more and more sleeps every session for this, so we gotta hit six months somehow. So this one was 10, I don't know, probably expect 20 to 30 next time. Oh boy have some stuff in mind for the next month that you all have accomplished or maybe you haven't done anything in the next month I don't know that's for you all to think about over the course of the next week speaking of weeks uh, thanks for being here this week folks at home
4: thank you for showing up for our nonsense yeah (laughs) we appreciate it
0: it's a lot of good nonsense this time I think
2: a lot of sense but not that way A lot of nonsense. There's a bit. There's gotta be a better word for this.
4: You'll figure it out as soon as we're done recording, I'm sure.
2: I've already forgotten what we're talking about.
4: (laughs) Thanks for being here, players.
2: Folks at home,
0: show up next time. Please and thank you. And have a good night. Please and thank you. Yeah. Please and thank you.
4: Good night, everybody.